0: An undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills. It's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, Jamie's testicles pegging dead steams, glint cleansers, and very special guest, Kevin Allison. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good evening, good morning, and good night. Welcome to the Long Shot Podcast. (laughs) And goodbye. (laughs) Uh, I am your host, Sean Conroy. With me today on the podcast, the vaguest man in the world, Mr. Jamie (laughs) Flam, is here. I'm kind of everywhere, (laughs) if you think about it. The light at the end of the tunnel, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, Miss Amber Kenny is here. Hello. (laughs) And of course. Sitting in today with us, guest hosting the podcast, yeah. an old friend of the show, Woo! Mr. Joe Wagner.
1: Thank you so much. Again, I'd like to say my Twitter handle is at Brother Wags right out of
0: the gate. Why that- did you say again, I'd like to say, because you just started talking.
2: Last last Because podcast, my last appearance. Oh, last
0: appearance, okay. I, I pushed. You're presuming that people are going to get your call back.
1: Oh, and they will because I have a huge fan base out there within the Lo Show. How many po. Twitter? How many Twitter followers do you have? I on? think I got about two off of the last <laughs> appearance. If there's one, might have unfollowed eventually, but that's
0: why I thought <laughs> and one was a bot. <laughs> Beautiful Brazilian. We have, of, we have a lot of web bots that listen to our show.
2: We've been getting weird emails lately. Yes. Oh my
0: god! I swear, every day we get another email from someone who wants to give us five million dollars. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, so I thought better to, to, to promote it at the top of the show and let's see if I can get three or four. So guys at brother wags on Twitter. Thank you. Brother wags. In
2: the spirit of Eddie, who's very. Eddie's not here today. No, but he's into Twitter and.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. And I'm similarly
0: shaped and Eddie loves twisted tea.
2: No, he doesn't. Joe is drinking
0: a half and half twisted tea. Today's show sponsored by various energy (laughs) drinks that Joe Wagner has consumed in the last 20 minutes. Drink. Oh, that's an alcoholic I've drink. I moved on to alcohol. <laughs> oh shit, really? God.
2: That's why I said, "Oh my oh god." My,
0: it's by the way, folks, in case you're not aware of when we're recording this show, it's 10:30 on a Sunday morning. This is not alcohol. Joe Wagner has started
1: drinking alcohol. It's a malt. Oh, it's bomb. a malt beverage which is like a meal.
0: Those are those are horrific. Those are horrific malt beverages like that. Well,
1: it and it, but it
0: tastes like tea.
2: No, but Joseph- and tea
0: is good for you. It says it says <laughs>
1: true iced tea taste. Yeah, true (laughs) iced tea taste. When I say give me something honest in my beverage,
0: on a Sunday morning, I have two rules. (laughs) Rule number one, half and half twisted tea. Rule number two, see rule number one. (laughs) He's already
2: had a monster energy drink and a coffee and a muscle milk. A
0: muscle milk.
2: you're a hero. Joe, wake up. I would be crying and throwing up already.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. Well, let's... uh, That's going to be my parting shot. Let's start today. Let's check in a little bit. Let's start today with Amber.
2: Oh, I knew it. Dang it. Well... Dang it. One thing that I was going to bring up, and everyone can chime in on this. I finally saw Eddie's movie last night.
0: The Bitter Buddha. So did I. And so did Joe. Yes, I, and I saw you it three as well. all saw it. And you've seen yeah. it in the past. I have. I saw it. But I, I saw it on my computer. It's not no. the same thing.
2: It was fun because it was a full audience.
0: By the way, so did Alex and so did Jorge. Oh, right. Everyone right. was there. So did Alex. I saw Jorge. it by myself, but I did have a sound effects machine that I played applause and laughter for <laughs> right? every time, uh, I felt it was appropriate. You
2: couldn't hear the next line. You yeah. got really annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everyone loved it. Laughs the whole way. It was mm-hmm. a really good movie. But what was surreal just to talk about my experience to make it about me, but it is my checking in. Yeah. Uh, Jamie and I were sitting next to each other on the aisle um, before the movie and multiple people came up to us and recognized us from the podcast.
0: Whoa. Hello, minor celebrity. (laughs) Hello, one of the (laughs) lesser princes of Saudi Arabia.
2: (laughs) I had no, like I, I don't know. I don't we know how re- to react. I need to like take a class. With or gratitude. Something. I do.
0: <laughs> Always with gratitude. Are
2: you making fun of me? <laughs> no.
1: But it's. T- I mean, it is tough to realize that you just don't have any privacy anymore. Now, I mean, that's like
2: your <laughs> that's, life.
1: Your yeah. life is an open book that's about what menstruation. That's my in was
2: going to be is that right. like oh this paparazzi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You,
0: you didn't say the best part, which is what we got free. We got free yes. drinks.
2: Yes. Yes. He he wouldn't take no for an answer. He was buying us
0: buying your drinks. Get used to it, my friends. You have started riding the rainbow. That's right. <laughs> By the way, remember <laughs>
3: He offered us to buy his beers. Uh Uh-huh. And,
2: oh, Jamie was like, no, I couldn't possibly. Can I please tell you this story? It is your checking in. I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly. No, 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 no. And the guy was very insistent. Like, I really want to. And Jamie's like, okay, do they have wine?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) By the way,
2: what a (laughs) douchebag. I I was going to say,
1: I'm not surprised by the selection of wine. (laughs) After he's expressed himself by saying, I couldn't possibly. <laughs>
2: I don't know if he, that might have been my word choice.
0: <laughs> no, that's exactly what I said. Nothing too fruity, <laughs> I, like a Cabernet <laughs> or a Merlot, but no, no Shiraz, please. <laughs> I, I don't think I could ever
1: see myself accepting this beer. <laughs> but the wine.
0: So, did he get you a wine? Yeah, I got a wine.
2: That,
0: yeah. wine. that was nice. One it was wine. So nice. <clears throat> we, have, we have nice fans. So nice. M- did you best. get that
1: guy's name or
0: number or anything? Reza.
2: Reza. He was super he's The a- Riza? <laughs> the Jizza.
0: The Wu-Tang clan in the motherfucking the, house. The, the,
2: the RZA? He's a student in Orange County, right? Yeah.
3: Huh.
2: Um,
3: and he's also a killer bee. What?
0: That's was just a, a Wu-Tang thing? That was a Wu-Tang reference. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Uh so 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 what else, Amber?
2: Because uh, that was pretty quick. Little, um, <laughs> I also had a really good taco yesterday. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Sean's going to kill me. Um,
0: Tacos are really good.
2: Oh, man. There's this stand. Joe, that's
0: not why you're here. (laughs) Stop it right now. Amber, go on. Damn
2: it. Uh, I had, on Tuesday, I had a sketch showcase for my sketch team.
0: Showcase for who?
2: I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> things. Um,
0: Guys, it's going to be great. It's going to be a showcase. What does that mean? Well,
2: they said it was an industry showcase, but I still don't think that means anything. And um, I was the one person in our team, like, when we were meeting about it, like, okay, yeah, we got to prep for the showcase, 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 showcase. And I finally, like, raised my hand meekly and I, and I said, uh, this might be a dumb question, but... Why are we doing this? I don't understand. <laughs> and they're like, you know, like to get out there. They kind of gave a vague answer. But, because um,
0: IO needs more money in its coffers. <sighs> Therefore, they're forcing their sketch teams to perform more often.
2: Yeah, twice this week. I have and it's show a
0: showcase. So get your friends to come because you don't well, want to have industry show up and not have an audience. I will
2: say it was a packed audience and it was all for teams, and we don't usually all play together, and it was a really fun night of sketch comedy. Ugh. It was a fun
0: I'm night of sketch comedy.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a fun night of sketch comedy, folks, so come on down. Come on down to IO, IO West on Hollywood Boulevard if you want to have a fun night of sketch comedy. A few people doing some make ups and some, but, some characters.
2: And I know I've talked about this before, but being backstage during a sketch show is the best because it's so silly like we're all adults and everyone's like oh where's my fake blood running around chicken head and it's so it's it's just frantic the whole time no but there's just so much silly shit going on that people are taking seriously
1: Mm -hmm. you know one thing i always think about uh, when i hear about like a backstage a show a sketch show particularly is uh is how sometimes people have to make quick changes yeah and so
2: i don't do that
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> I uh, don't I, do Amber and I changes. were talking about this recently where a- Amber in her sketch shows if she can get away with just wearing a sports blazer for the whole An show. A
2: flattering sports blazer. The, are you okay, Sean?
0: <laughs> no, not <laughs> at all. Sean's little <laughs> stuffed up.
2: I um no, I try to not do costume changes because I'm lazy and also I would like to think that my acting should do the
0: work. I think. Right. I think that's why I stopped doing sketch comedy. Because of most costume part. changes. Yeah. Well, and because you always have to transport the shit. You oh know? my
2: god! I've talked
0: about this before, but when I used right. to do sketch shows, just me and Eddie, I would, I would, you know, we'd have all these props and costumes and sure. whatever, and he wasn't going to carry them or do anything with them or bring them anywhere. So I would end up carrying two huge fifty-pound bags of props every time we went somewhere. While he showed up late and strolled in with a script in his hand trying to memorize his lines.
1: What I, what I always think about is that if you do transport them in their trunk of your car or backs of your car, like, for years, I drove around with seven pretty realistic-looking fake guns in the right. trunk of my car, uh, bags of wigs. <laughs> you look um, like
2: a bank robber. Course, <laughs> sir, you know why I pulled you over?
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Are you a serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> Holding up the giant black dildo that I had used in the show a week before. And I always remember thinking, if you're in sketch and you have those things, and particularly the giant black dildo, if you got into a car accident, oh, God yeah. forbid, and it was, I mean, something really awful where, like, you die, and then at some point, whatever your personal effects in the car would pro- I imagine, hopefully, would be given to the next of kin or something like. If my mom and aunt had been
0: given the contents of my car, here's they would the, have been
1: horrified. They would have been like, "What was what <laughs> was he doing?"
0: Here's <laughs> the contents of the car. There was there was a giant black dildo, but it was partially destroyed, so we we had it put down. <laughs> it they was give, badly they damaged. Give
1: them a charred black dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. But yeah, that is something that's, that's just one of those things about sketch comedy. You have to. It's like you have to be. It's, it's like a tra- It's like
0: traveling theater. <laughs> it's a lifestyle choice. Oh, it right. is a lifestyle. I, uh, Gypsies, uh, vagabonds, and thieves. Well,
2: we're we're <laughs> going to comedians. Seattle at the beginning of October, and I know one of the sketches we want to do has like a cap gun in it, and I just was thinking about like how are we gonna get a gun just on pack an airplane? In your like I don't you know. put it in I your would luggage, hang it around your neck <laughs> with a badge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My uncle uh, used to work security for a jewelry company. So he would transport like incredibly gems, valuable gems right. all over the world. So he you know, he'd have to just get on a plane and fly to Russia to would drop he, off uh,
2: handcuff it to his wrist? <laughs> no. <Yeah>. Um,
0: <laughs> but he once was on a flight and he realized like this was after 9/11, he was halfway to Europe and he realized that he had his gun under his arm, like he he had not taken it off. Right. Like he was just exhausted. he had right. taken another trip and come right, in, and to go right back out again. And he forgot to take it off. And so when he landed, he had to go to the the airport authorities and say, you know, I did this, whatever, and register it and everything. But it's like, it was like, how did he get through? Just walk through.
1: Are you See, kidding
2: no, me? A- that security is airtight, <laughs> Jamie. There is no loophole. I thought it was good. that just
1: happened to me because I, I I traveled recently and that just happened with to me. Your not, gun. With gun. Oh. not with a gun. No, with a gun. But uh, you left my, your my, my crossbow. You <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that happened to me where I, I, got back to, I got back to LA about three days ago. I, I, I had taken a jacket with me. And as I get out of LAX, I was looking for some gum in the jacket. And I put my hand in one of the pockets and I pull out this little plastic bag. And it was a pot cookie that I had gotten earlier and put in that jacket. and completely forgotten about and the thing had completely disintegrated into like a pile of like chocolate dust and i thought if they had if they had just picked that out just randomly out of my jacket or something and been like sir what is this little plastic bag with a sticker of a strawberry and this like brown powder i would i mean it just was it was so odd but i had totally forgotten about it and i think that happens a lot that's the same
0: as carrying a gun on the plane
1: well, but I'm just saying it was dr- there drugs. Yeah. There were drugs.
0: There were drugs. I
2: like it? to think that you stowed different drugs in different pockets of all your clothes. Well,
0: that's the,
1: th- the new thing now. Is like a <laughs> guy who smokes a lot of weed. Like Whenever I travel, I have to check every uh, pocket of a bag or whatever because I'm afraid like, there'll be, be half there. a joint in there yeah. that you totally forgot about. And then what are you going to do? Mr. Will Wagner,
0: you... will you come with us, please? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do a hard cavity search. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll be like, well, I have this big black dildo that you can- <laughs> If you want to We're take be that. searching your ass and all your teeth. <laughs> uh, all right, Jamie.
3: All right, let's check in. Um, thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. This no, week. Thank you. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> so, at my job, um, where you work at the hmm, hmm, or hmm, or, hmm. or is
2: it a week? We could say it.
3: Well, let's just keep to the conventions of. I'm going to say more than usual, but less than the full thing.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I work at this comedy place, and um, a bunch of the shows there um, are what we call promoter shows, meaning someone else is promoting the show. And for most of these shows, there are shows where the club
0: is absolving itself of any responsibility. Basically, for like getting yeah, like
2: renting there. it out, yeah. kind of. Right.
0: Well, yeah, they're relying it's like on a VFW hall. <laughs>
2: it. <laughs> enough, <but laughs> it's
1: where old soldiers go to die and drink.
3: Oh. <laughs> Um, but promoter shows, uh, they could be great or they could be terrible, depending on who's promoting it.
2: Or just okay. None of them Are just No, okay. no, no, no,
3: no, not a possibility. They're never just okay.
2: They're
3: either a train wreck or a fucking field goal. That's good. Uh, usually the promoter will book a host and three comics, and then I'll book the other three comics. Um, in some cases, I book no comics for the really good
0: shows. and then some I've had that happen to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Or you'll throw in a couple entities. A couple entities. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, like a show that earlier Joseph's this week. Joe's throwing jargon around.
2: <laughs> I think the hard lemonade is hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> go. Those are my low
1: show. Hey, those are, uh, the low show, my low show po fans, He's they know. He's just making references. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. Animal Bank, Animal Bank. <laughs> I, know, I know that you understand me out there. And I'm talking. Go ahead, Jamie. It.
3: So there's a show this past week. And it's a promoter show. And kind of the, the sometimes shitty part is that they will book people that they're trading spots with and we're, i'm really trying to police that like you know the quality of what goes on that stage should be um top of the line so the guy that was has been booking the show for months and months has booked shittier and shittier people to the point where we were like you don't get to book anyone anymore we'll still put you up um you still have to promote the show
2: why not just sever the ties altogether?
3: i wish we. that had. means
0: they would have to do the work
2: oh and probably okay
3: no i mean because if in the past he's brought a lot of people which is a good thing for them because they want to make money. (laughs) Um, So I booked the entire lineup and it was a really good lineup. Um, But I started getting emails from him early that day that he was uh, really unhappy with the lineup. And I ignored it because that's not his place to make the lineup. Um, I only gave him 10 minutes in the show. He wants 30 minutes. Um,
2: Who gets 30 minutes in LA? Definitely.
3: Yeah. Um, So anyway, long story short, I knew that he was mad. I started getting emails from the managers, and um, they say that he was there and he wanted to see me. I finally showed up at 10.30, and I get confronted by him, and I ended up having like a 30-minute conversation with him in the parking lot. He was not So he got his 30 minutes. He did get his 30 minutes.
0: (laughs) Was he
2: trying new material?
0: What about this, Jamie? (laughs) What about uh, dating is hard. (laughs) Um, Black people and white people it's so different. (laughs) Politics. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Politics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mitt Romney has a, uh, uh, <laughs> Barack Obama. Am that I,
2: would have been Can I, good. Can I steal that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but he was fucking livid, and he was. It was very much a confrontation. And um you know, at first, I was trying to like really kind of just you know tell him that I'm artist friendly and I understand his where he's coming from. And um you've become he, a corporate monster.
2: Artist friendly. What's, the, what's let me, corporate? Let me explain
3: to you. I am artist friendly. <laughs> what's funny is I probably did sound like that at first. Yeah.
2: I think you're a human being. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, we're looking for upward integration and mobilization throughout various platforms. Okay. Did he?
1: did he? I mean, did he respond to that approach? No. 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 He what got, happened?
3: You got more. He's anger, not an artist. Great.
1: He's not an artist. He though. started. Uh,
2: He's not friendly, that's for sure. No,
3: he was not friendly at all. Um, but he started calling out the people that I booked. Who I won't tell you who I booked, but they're good people. He he. Um, what night was it? What? <laughs> What's the
2: venue? <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I noticed, like four or five minutes into it, that uh, one of the the door guys, the security guys, was hovering, and it didn't occur to me until the next day that that guy was there just in case.
2: That guy punched you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did it occur to you at all that it was weird that a human being was hovering? A little bit. But that's how my brain works. It doesn't process things. How high off the ground was he?
3: <laughs> um,
2: so what, what was the resolution?
3: There was no resolution. He just left mad. Um, but
2: <laughs> Did he do his own show?
3: He went up and I heard he didn't do very well.
1: Ah, ha, ha: fuck! Him. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, this, this sounds like a negative energy,
0: dude. It was a
3: very negative energy, but to me, it was just crazy to. And he like, was
2: like talking smack on the comics that you did book.
3: Oh, yeah, I don't like the people who talk
0: smack.
2: Oh, well, he, Sean.
3: <laughs> his definition is like, you, you book all these people that are like alternative and like, and they do all these babies or these jokes about like throwing babies. He said that like four times over the course of the 30 Who minutes. Who
2: does a joke? I've never heard a throwing baby joke. <laughs> that was like I, had, his,
0: I have a throwing babies chunk. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good though. <laughs> it's,
0: about an, it's about an Olympic event. <laughs> and it's about how you, black babies are, go farther than white babies. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I have a... Uh, and
2: men and women are different. I have a... <laughs>
1: I have a launching toddler's bit (laughs) Oh,
2: that's different That's that's called
1: parallel thought So it's not really the same bit
0: You stole that from my propelling infant Slinging (laughs) tykes Catapulting tots I can't think of one damn fucking word For throw Alright, so Jamie, what's the upshot of the whole thing? The was just me- You never felt physically threatened until the next day you woke up shaking because you realized that somebody had been there the whole time in case something happened. Well, I just, it was just this, this realization that I work in this place where uh,
3: people get heated and just realizing that every single day of my life, I'm dealing with people and their egos. Um, and the- But you're artist friendly, so. <laughs>
1: but you know, I think I have a solution for this. And we were just talking about the proliferation of fake guns in sketch comedy. <laughs> just stick a fake gun in your pants, dude. Just have it like, like a That would be banger. awesome
0: if it if word got out that Jamie has started packing <laughs> yeah, heat
1: that he's just well, trapped he, every
2: he night. He becomes like the godfather of... That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> Do yeah. not fuck with him. He right. will shoot
1: you in the when face. When you're saying to someone, I'm artist friendly and they can see the holster <laughs> oh, <man>. of <laughs> the gun.
2: man, that's so <laughs> badass. I bet less people would ask you for spots. Yeah,
0: there you go. That, right. is a, that is... Because like, that's like a throwback to nightclub <laughs> yeah. owners from like the 70s. Right. You right. might get They're arrested. They're always like... Crazy dudes who were ready to kill people. Right, right. And they had ties to the mafia, you know. Right. That would be awesome. It was a better Jamie. time. That yeah. would change everything about my existence. If I had a gun. I'm doing the maculata. <laughs> and I'm also taking shooting lessons.
1: I d- oh speaking of which I didn't know that in the Bitter Buddha there's a sequence where you and Eddie and and uh, it's where Andy, Im- Andy Secunda went to a, sh- a shooting range. Yes. Firing range. Mm-hmm. Or do you do you do that? Is that something you like to do? Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool story. <laughs> you can't see this
1: right now but Sean is holding a gun and <laughs> is pointed right at me. Uh no, I
0: find it I find it fun. I like I like shooting skeet like that, you know. Is it and, and Eddie actually shot he shot one like he what yeah, is it oh called yeah. like when
1: you hit,
2: hit it he hit the target he hit
0: this keep thing yeah. <laughs> boom it's called yeah it's called a kaboom <laughs> he had five kabooms he had five kabooms <laughs> um, he got
2: one life out no it is a really it is a I've really had funny
0: scene this morning, it is so. a really funny funny scene to me because they they make such a big deal about gun safety, of course they do, you know, because you're dealing with oh, yes, people who' never've never, who's never held the... a gun before, and right. they're like right. always pointed at the ground or at the sky, <laughs> never right. point it anywhere near anybody where it could go off right and then in the movie, folks, and you should see the movie because it's wonderful, some people think it's academy Award nominee quality, <laughs> I believe that I should be nominated for best Supporting Actor in a documentary <laughs> um, but Touchdown. in the movie <laughs> you know after they you know they don't show the guy explaining to us very hardcore like how to do this right but you just see eddie and not only is he waving the gun eddie, around in people's faces ridiculous but he has his finger on the trigger, <laughs> like the trigger oh the whole my time. god oh my god it's crazy it was a
2: little like donald ducky almost yeah. it was cartoonish. and you don't see this
0: in the movie but you know it was the first time he'd ever done it so he wasn't good so I just kept telling him the whole time that if there was a zombie apocalypse, he would not get the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> and he was getting really mad about that. <laughs> um, Joe, what's going on with you? Well, um, besides drinking <laughs> besides malt drinking at liquor at 10.30 in the morning. In the morning
1: <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, now I feel like maybe we should talk about that, (laughs) because that could be... The
0: show just got
1: sad. That could be a serious issue. Um, Uh, No, I wish you had told me I would have gotten some Four (laughs) Loko. I almost got the Four Loko, but then I was like, I want to be responsible. Um,
0: uh, Well, you already had enough Jamie has started drinking Joe's malt liquor at 10.30 in the morning. There goes the Immaculata. Eddie would be doing backflips right now if he was slightly more athletic.
1: And here. I... I, I was away uh, recently, which was the reason why I was not able to participate, and I was very sad about this, uh, in the 100th show. And yes. Allow me to take this opportunity to congratulate you guys on the 100th episode. We wanted you to be our sure. guest on the 100th episode. I know, and y- we, you and I talked about it, and I was like, oh, is it happening at th- this time? And you said yes, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I'm, I'm away. But, uh, but I did. I watched. I, I looked at the pictures online. <laughs> uh, I listened to it already. I would like to say that I think you guys should do another
2: Show like that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, do not make it to two hundred, please. Um, but I think I think you guys should should do another in studio. Like the live shows are great, like a,
2: a KCRW
0: theater. kind of thing where we have yeah. a live studio well,
2: audience. I I liked it as well. I yeah. thought it was really
1: cool. And I know from having spoken to some of the people that were there that night, fans of the show, that they really really enjoyed it, and it was like a really special experience for them to see it, uh-huh. and kind of surreal because you know people they listen to it and then. And and I my friend shout out to Am Am seventy six on Twitter she's a huge <laughs> fan of the show she was like
0: again with the Twitter she
1: well she she was telling me that it, she she had a hard time stopping herself from talking back to the show to you guys because there that's a what she normally, normally does. Yeah. Um, but I I I definitely am a, a big uh, proponent.
0: By the, of the way, I was missing a ton like of that. shit from my apartment. Oh after my that.
2: god! So, no, you weren't. Were you? And
0: you know what?
1: Here's the other thing, Mr. Potato Head's gone. The, the, the no, one, it's there. The one downside I felt about that was that Mrs. Potato. As I was listening, I was like, well. It's not really an
0: undisclosed location anymore, is it? Mm. It is to the vast majority of people who listen to the show, who mostly live in New Zealand. But did you say to like?
1: <laughs> did you say to the audience that did come here tonight? Like, was there like a blood oath? Like you cannot we had non-disclosure tell. agreements. Yeah, that's true. because I mean, it is high up in the Hollywood Hills, but that's yes. about as much as you know, You're right? Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, I was away. Um, my checking in is that I was away because I was helping my. My mom and my aunt, who are uh, 73 and 75 By the way, I just want to point this
0: out. Joe just did a very good thing, considering the fact that he's sitting in for Eddie, which is he said definitively, my checking in is, rather than just saying the thing, you know? Oh, thank you. Oh, you like like that? No, I don't. But (laughs) (laughs) it was good for him to do that since Eddie's not here, because Eddie always does that too. Like, my (laughs) checking in is this. Okay, we're in the checking-in segment. We know this is your
3: checking-in. It's in, implied. You know? yeah. Don't I do that every single time? What's Including that? Including today?
1: Yeah, today. You might have done it today, yeah, but, but like, it's more noticeable in. when Eddie does
0: it. Like, well, my checking-in well, is... You know
1: why? Because I've ne- this is the first time I've ever gotten to say my checking-in right. is. Okay,
0: so what happened? You, you well, I, I helped my family move
1: yes. and uh, from Phoenix to Jacksonville, Florida uh my oh, mother and my hat. aunt that's my immediate family uh they are they are elderly uh, my mom's 73 my aunt's 75 uh it, str- moving is you know what they say one of the most stressful things you can do death
0: moving death What podcasts one, two, three. oh right <laughs> <laughs>
1: i was like death death are they dead? Is <laughs> my family i was no, just how talking we're about coming. stressful stressful um uh and so uh yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was a, a road I drove, uh, you know, we drove across the country uh, eight, nine hours a with day. all your shit uh, with, a, you know, a lot, the car was fairly packed, but we had to get there on like Tuesday because the movers were getting there Wednesday morning. And um, and I spent the last two weeks just helping them settle in the house and doing a lot of unpacking. Did anything
0: come up about the trunk full of guns and the black dildo?
1: Uh, I asked them if they were doing any sketch comedy shows, and they they <laughs> just said, said no. We're they just said into no. Some weird
2: stuff. <laughs> they said no, and then
1: I said, "Well, we oh, don't." So it was their car, not yours. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And uh, and so, so I got to say, you know, I was glad I was there. I really wanted to make sure I could help them as much as possible. And uh, I, I, but I'll, I think the night that really sticks in my head is the the night that we got to the house in Jacksonville, Florida. We get there around eight at night. And there's nothing. Obviously, there's nothing in the house, and we had some air mattresses. And the first night was just like my my 73 year old mom, my 75 year old aunt, and myself. Not all on the same air mattress. There were separate air mattresses. Sure. But just sleeping in this empty house that night, and I, I I I gotta give it up to them. They're very very strong women. They've made their way in this country. They're not from the United States, and. Uh, uh, and it, it just showed me that no matter what your age, you know, uh, if you set your mind to it, you can end up in an air mattress <laughs> in, <laughs>
0: in Jacksonville, Florida, in an empty
1: house. Uh, but, they, I, you know,
0: are it, you allowed to say what country they're from? Is Columbia, it, is it the Melrose Improv. Oh, Columbia.
1: <laughs> Wait, oh. <laughs> it's the
0: Melrose Improvistan.
1: <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I, I just I'm really I'm proud of them. It was not easy. I mean, it was, you know, but they um, why Jacksonville? Because uh, there, there's a Mayo Clinic there. Gotcha. And uh, my mom is in the medical field, and she studied at the Mayo Clinic. And uh, she always said that wherever they ended up, uh, you know, during their twilight years, she wanted she trusts that medical establishment very much, and she wanted to make sure there was there was one nearby I when don't, they I don't when like, they go to die. I don't like Mayo. Mm. Oh, you're not not into the Mayo no. Clinic. <laughs> He oh, also doesn't like drama. bananas. <laughs> You're into the. <laughs> I was about to make a miracle whip choke. <laughs> Why didn't you do it? You're into the Miracle Whip Institute? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, that's great. That they, and that was my checking in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this seems like a good place to take a break, so we will do that. We will be back in a moment with a very special guest. Go we're back you are listening to the long shot with us today on the show in addition to guest host joe wagner at brother wags on twitter thank you uh, Kevin Allison is here. Kevin. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Kevin uh, runs a podcast called The Risk Podcast, and you can find it at risk- You got this. And we're off. Uh, <laughs>
1: risk-show.com. I'd like to point out Sean finished my twisted tea during the break. So. Hello! He <laughs> 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 wants to go to a strip club. <laughs> now all you need is a little muscle milk.
0: <laughs> I like to like call it muscle milk because of the C.
1: I like the hard C. <laughs> that usually comes out after the strip club trip at some point. little muscle milk is going to leak know, out. Club where the girls
0: really like me. <laughs> Um, all right, so today we wanted to talk a little bit, and this is thanks to Kevin, and we'll get to your story because it's uh, it's pretty amazing, but um, we want to talk a little bit about camp. So let's start with Jamie. All right. <laughs> <Camp>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I
3: feel like I've talked about camp a lot on the podcast. You have. You went to mm-hmm. Jewish camp when you were a kid. You, and, Jewish like, camp, theater camp. Theater camp. Um, Maybe that's it. But the first camp I ever went to was called Camp Kaleidoscope. Um, it was held at the Northridge Park in Northridge, California, in San Fernando Valley. Keep going. Um, Latitude 64.
2: This, this is just so side note, but it, I did children's theater for two years in college, and we were the kaleidoscope players. Oh, my God. Yep. That's, That's
0: the universe winking at each and every one of us right now. I was, I was in a reading group when I was in first grade called Kaleidoscopes.
2: Do you, do you have anything? Uh, you got, you've seen, you've,
0: yeah, I've, done, I've seen a kaleidoscope I've before. Looked,
5: I've looked through you a looked kaleidoscope. i looked through a kaleidoscope. I heard a Beatles song in which that word was used. We've
2: all got something. Yeah, this is really weird. This so now is that like a
5: weird all- vibration of the universe. Now that we're all emotionally invested.
1: <laughs> it is us, Jamie.
3: This is not going to pay off. Um, Don't sell yourself short, That's why they listen. But I remember (laughs) one of the first days of camp, I think I was five years old. Pretty young. Um, Pretty young. And it was a day camp, so you need to go five days a week. Um, One of my parents would go to work. Um, But I remember just crying because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave my my mom. I I was scared to hang out with all these other kids. Um, But she finally got me to stay. And I remember going into the circle, and um, everyone was going around the circle. Wait, what circle? Oh, you said that as if we knew what circle, circle that was. Of kid, there A circle of circle kids. A circle of kids. Yeah.
2: The circle.
3: Yeah. Of, in my age group. And they were going around, the counselors, asking everyone to share something. Did anyone have anything to share? Um Kind of, like check check anything, in, kind of a check, in Kind of a check.
0: No, I was going to say anything <laughs> tangible, like a sandwich or like emotional duress. What are they sharing?
5: A twisted tea. <laughs> it
3: was
2: an AA meeting for
5: five-year-olds.
3: I think twisted teas were were invented right around 1981. <laughs> Guys, this is
0: the time at camp when we traditionally share. After everybody's done sharing, please throw a couple of bucks in the bucket so we can get coffee for everybody. <laughs>
3: And I had something to share with everyone. And it was a small plastic ox that had a little... uh, (laughs) uh, Kevin Kevin loves plastic ox stories. That had a little key ring on it as like a little leash. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And, um, this was like where, a favorite toy of yours, I imagine. At the time, like, I think if you just, were carrying it around. I don't know if it was a favorite
3: toy, but it was the toy that I this had. Is with had me. vague
2: feelings, this is about something
3: that. I f- like. Okay,
2: <laughs> where did you get it? Do you know? I don't know because you don't see oxes every day. Especially I think it came. Oxen. I think it came from
3: you know you'd get like a set of like just farm animals that are small and plastic. Okay, key rings. Um, <laughs> And the key ring, my dad's a locksmith, so I'm assuming that oh, maybe that, that came... Oh, that was
2: additional. So
3: I had, was resourceful enough to <laughs> combine these things. Much like a mm-hmm. twisted tea mm-hmm. combines the great taste of lemonade, iced tea, and malt liquor. We right.
2: are sponsored by
3: um, malt I liquor, I brought the, the keychain and the ox the together, and I, the, the counselors were like, um, that's really neat, Jamie. And that's...
2: That's the story? My story. <laughs>
4: Is that the story? <laughs>
0: You can hear more stories like this on, <laughs> on Risk <wrist>, Kevin Allison's <laughs> podcast. Wait, Jamie him has just been that's booked. Really that would be more of an in-studio story than a live story. <laughs> we need lots like of sound design. <laughs> <laughs> right. that will open up a bit. What would you have sound? the plastic ox going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, the key, I'm a the key, key ring. And the keychain going, <laughs> rattle, 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 rattle.
5: There's a lot more of an
0: interior story right. going and on the, there. And then the kids around the circle going,
2: <laughs> What does he have? What does he have? What is that? Is that a plastic How does, how does the ox feel about being on a keychain? <laughs> no, I, I do
3: remember um, there was a big ice cream truck that would park like right, right in the parking lot right by this little area Shop where we lost Um But he sold malt balls for one penny. Uh, (laughs) Or a box of Lemonheads Five, ten cents I remember one time being at this
4: camp Kids
0: I remember an ice cream truck
4: He would park across the way
0: And get this part He sold malt balls for one penny Tune in tomorrow for another episode
2: I want to go back to the ox story for a second Yes, I do too what about that story stands out to you
5: that, that makes you... you remember it? Yeah. Oh,
3: just like the, the idea You're that being I... being
1: brave, or you, <laughs> well,
0: you it was came it that there the
3: was a
1: tension on you, like that? Since they're going around the circle, there's a tension on you, and you had to.
2: It was your first time I don't think I was nervous. I
1: think I, I. It just it felt.
3: You're
2: like they're like, gonna love. My Here's thoughts. what
1: I can share. <laughs> <sighs> that you had to, you had to, <laughs> connect, you had to connect or bond in some way. Right look, with these kids, yeah. And what, how are you going to do that? You you will say. But also, you what say, was the presentation? Was it like,
0: look, <laughs> like, and that was it? Or did you have like a story about it? Or what? I think um, I held it up and I was like, I have this. Yeah, this this is
1: exactly what I'm picturing in my head too. <laughs> Jamie's standing there, five year old Jamie, <laughs> with this little plastic toy ox hanging from his hand. And then a bunch of other kids just standing there staring. No. At <laughs> I think that's
0: probably right. And the other kids are going, is that the end? Yeah. That's right there, right What's the resolution? You guys want to go get some malted balls? It's right over there. It's a As penny we a ball. Recall, they're only a dollar. <laughs> a penny. They're a penny.
3: Um, one other time at this camp. Uh, oh, this is going to be better. There was a counselor and she t- took a liking to me. For whatever Uh-oh. reason, Hello. I might have been seven at this point. It was a couple years later. So, right. you were a man, basically. I had grown up considerably. You, were um, you
2: still hanging on to the ox? or
3: I think I would pass the ox phase.
2: Mm, I feel sad for that ox. <laughs> <laughs>
3: don't, don't waste that energy. <laughs> um, but I remember sitting in a circle and I was wearing shorts. A lot of circles at this camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there I, oh, I have another circle. Example, I'll give it a minute. Can't wait.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I remember sitting, um, and I, maybe I wasn't wearing underpants.
4: Oh my God. But I realized
3: that my testicles had been just showing for like the duration of the circle. Oh my God.
5: At seven? This is already a lot more eventful than the <laughs> Ox <York> story. <laughs> okay,
0: so you're seven years old, you're showing your balls to the circle. Well, that is a form of sharing, <laughs> by the way. I have
4: this. <laughs>
1: Please don't tell me there was a key ring attached <laughs> in any way.
5: Like a leash. It was like a leash.
0: <laughs> look, I'm taking my balls for a walk.
4: <laughs> and Kaleidoscope. Mur- mur- mur.
1: <laughs> rattle, rattle, rattle. So did you like look down and you saw a little bit of your seven-year-old sack hanging uh-huh. out? And I like to say seven-year-old sack. Was it just you saw it? Yeah, and I by, by realizing, wow,
3: maybe people have been looking at this for the last 20 minutes or so. Um, and final, then
4: what
1: happened? And then... <laughs> That's the end of the story. Did you tuck it back in or something? Yeah, or you I adjust your it shorts? In. And I think,
0: suddenly I realized that <laughs> someone out there had been staring at my tiny underdeveloped testicles for the last 20 minutes. Do <laughs> in next time.
2: It's the last light of his novel. <laughs>
0: to be continued I don't think so that was the end So the
3: final um, uh, circle.
0: That yeah, really is the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> that you're d-
3: I never claimed it was a story. It was your a-
2: balls right? <laughs> <laughs> At kind- seven? At seven? It's kind uh. of the beginning of the story, too.
0: By the way, that could not have been shorts, because no seven-year-old's testicles <laughs> come out of their shorts. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. were wearing a thong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It was a different era. You know, you wore shorter shorts.
0: I would have been like, it's a malt ball. <laughs> Give me a penny. <laughs> it's a malt ball. That fell in my shorts, <laughs> Jamie. If you want two pennies, you can just ask me. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: so, what's the last can't wait. story?
3: Here's the last story. Um, at the end of camp, every day, you know, they give out these boxes of <laughs> fruit punch. <laughs> um, of what? Fruit punch. <laughs> fruit punch. But they also have a big circle um, with all the campers. Now it's like all the age levels, and it's uh, they want to get the spirit going, get everyone excited before their parents pick them up, so that. So they give them a lot of sugar and get them so, hyped and up.
1: Just to, just to to flesh this out, from five years old to how it was old were the oldest
0: ones there at that camp? At the camp, probably 13. Okay. Um,
2: they were probably upset about hanging out with five-year-olds.
0: Guys, quick announcement for the end-of-day circle today. If you <laughs> notice your balls hanging out of your shorts, please tuck. Please <laughs> just tuck. It's just a quick tuck. <laughs> The the they're day, saying that right in front of Jamie's yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anybody in particular. Um, <laughs> <Tom. laughs>
1: flopping
3: <and> flom.
4: <laughs>
3: um, but they would have the spirit stick, and I um, mean, they'd sing some songs about peanut butter and jelly or other. Do you remember the themes. songs? The peanut butter and jelly song. Um, Go for it. About Tarzan swinging on a rubber band. Wouldn't that be the Tarzan swinging on a rubber band song, not the (laughs) peanut butter jelly song? Those are two different songs. Yeah. Oh. And um, the spirit stick would go around, and and the 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 group that had the most spirit would get the spirit stick, which was filled with candy. There were other games. (laughs) Oh my
2: God! We're at the end, but he (laughs) isn't willing to admit it.
3: So who got the Wait. (laughs) On some occasions, uh, our, our our group was lucky enough to get the candy from the
0: spirit stick. So this is more just an explanation of how camps work <laughs> than it is a story. I can't speak for all camps, but I can speak for camp. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to have a spirit <laughs> stick full of candy. Well,
1: how did you how would you exhibit spirit? Uh, like cheering who and sings stuff? sings the or? peanut butter and
0: jelly song the loudest? Yeah, cheer. The lo- right, right. Exactly. Can I have a sip of your twisted <laughs> <just a> tea? <laughs> so that's it, huh? For now, Jamie, you look like a fish that's been thrown into a <laughs> boat right now. Just moving your moving your mouth, <laughs> searching for oxygen and not getting any.
3: I feel pretty good about it. I thought we had some fun. We we took yeah. the, we took yeah. the camp kaleidoscope uh, little journey there. Sure. sure.
2: I have a feeling. That plastic oxen will be a big, popular stocking stuffer this year. <laughs> what
3: if that set
0: invention. it up? You know what the <laughs> fucked up thing is? Amber is never wrong about stocking stuffers.
2: It she's is just fucked up. She's never wrong That's about that.
0: Up. I don't know how she does it, but every year she's Her like, you know, g- <laughs> you know what the big stocking stuffer is going to be this year? Travel In yacht- 77, <laughs> it was those Rubik's Cube key rings, and she was exactly right. Travel Yahtzee
3: 1989? <laughs> <laughs> another example
2: i like chapstick
0: um all right joe tell us about camp
1: yes well i'm i'm gonna be i think the uh exception here because i never went to camp all right amber tell that. us about camp <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> uh i i just um i don't know what it, I, I don't know why particularly i mean i i grew up i guess i grew where i grew up uh i there was always stuff to do so i don't think there was that idea of sending me away to a place to to you know uh for you know the summer or something like that because i I, li- uh, I where i lived uh where was this? in i grew up in a town in florida called sarasota on the gulf coast and we lived near the beach and and we had a pool i had a pool growing up and so i think there was just always sarasota is kind for of a to fancy do. town isn't it's it it's it's a kind of a resort town yeah. tony it's, it's yeah,
0: tony hey tony from yeah. sarasota um
1: it's actually it's, it's got a couple around. of interesting claims to fame. Uh, uh, it was the first town, because it's, it's known for its beaches, it's got world renowned beaches, and it was the first town in the 80s to allow uh, thong bathing suits, which got it on Donahue. That's for the oldest members of the Lo mm-hmm. family. Um, but uh, it was also the town where Paul Rubens was uh, busted in the movie theater, oh. uh, which is a movie theater I used to go to as a kid. It was this mom and pop two screen movie theater. And, uh, it
2: wasn't uh, a porno movie theater? No,
1: no. Like in the 80s, it was just, uh, you know, it was a regular movie theater. And then the multi- you know, like when they started building multiplexes and malls <laughs> off the jerking 80s, the <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, then that, it went out of business. And so then like uh. two years later, it became this adult movie theater. And then most recently, Sarasota was in the news because uh, that's where uh, President Bush was reading the book to the kids oh, on geez. 9-11. He was in my hometown. But I never went to camp, and I. The, if, the only thing that probably came close was I went to like a like a soccer day camp. I, like I never had the stay overnight. The it was a, it was a day camp.
0: But, well, I think Jamie's talking about camps where you didn't stay overnight
1: too. Well, I but I always associate the camp experience with being like away from your family beds. and yeah, bunk yeah, beds. Sleepaway camp, that, yeah, sleepaway camp. In the sense that <clears> something's <throat> and things happen there. Like you often hear about people's. People's experiences of like maybe a first kiss or some, or something you know that's a, a sexual awakening or something like that. But but I didn't I didn't a have sexual that.
0: awakening. I didn't, well
1: you know <laughs> some kind of experience. But I didn't have that. I went to this soccer camp. Um, I think they might have taken us. I, here's one. Here's okay. Here's something I do remember. It's kind of a sexual awakening. But <laughs> I think there was a trip. There was a field trip from the soccer day camp to the beach and. They took, us, they, they took us, and we were, we were going to, like... There were, like, these public showers at the beach. uh and, and... There was a man there. There was a man there. It was the first time I saw a man's naked genitals. Like, an adult male's naked genitals. I didn't grow up with a father. I know dads don't walk around naked or whatever, but yeah. normally. But I didn't even have a concept of what that looked like. And I just remember that day seeing... A big adult (laughs) dick and balls. Were they on a leash?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You sure it wasn't sketch comedy happening?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You sure it wasn't a charred (laughs) black dildo? (laughs)
5: Uh,
1: And uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's what I remember.
0: That I saw a dick. Really at soccer specific. at soccer day camp you saw dick and jamie's fellow campmates saw his balls right
1: well i think that popped in my head because all i've been thinking about is jamie's
0: seven-year-old balls hanging out <laughs> the auntie's been raised but Amber. i never yeah, i mean i
1: just i didn't i didn't i didn't have that experience so what did you
0: do in the summertime
1: well like i said i would i just swam a lot like we had, oh, a, had, had a pool, a pool yeah, so yeah. i just swam a lot or go to the beach or just like i just hung out with my friends but it was. I just wasn't in any kind of you environment. You lived close where, to the beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I just uh, never. That would be
0: awesome. I would love to do that.
1: I was, I, you know, the funny thing was growing up with a pool. I I was a much more of a pool kid than a beach kid because yeah. sand like I didn't like sand. Right. But uh, but I loved swimming and, and it was um, on the
0: Gulf Coast, so right it wasn't like there was yeah. a lot of surf there or anything. No, right?
1: not really. I yeah. mean, but. Uh, but I went we went to the beach all the time because when like friends would come by or whatever we I go
0: think by the way, that my grandparents used to go to Sarasota for vacation, probably, and I think I went there when I was five years old with them, probably
1: for a week. It's a real I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful city to visit and uh and so yeah, I mean
0: a lot seems like a shithole to me. No, it's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) When I was five, I was like, "What a shithole!" (laughs) (laughs) Most cynical five-year-old. Where's
2: my (laughs) (laughs) aunt?
1: But I got you know. I I, the one thing about camp is that I've always been, I think, a little jealous or envious of people that did go through that experience because it seems like it is such a formative experience of socializing with other kids, with with some discipline, but also to like you know the, the trips or, or camping or whatever like a certain independence that comes along mm-hmm. with it too and um i and i, well, I, I get think the big
0: thing is it's figuring out how to socialize with other kids right and not in school not you know, in a school, place that's right. not Being away from home yeah, yeah. right yeah. Yeah. right and i and i still don't understand how to do that so yeah, neither, you know <laughs> neither do <I> is it <laughs> too late to go to camp is what i'm saying is uh, there a man camp that we
1: could go to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, they did. Remember, there was a male yeah, movie in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, Robert, uh,
5: yeah. Robert, Bly, right? Robert.
0: Robert Bly. Robert Bly. Right. Yeah.
1: Like,
2: <laughs> hey,
0: go in the woods and beat drums. Is that the
2: warrior monks?
0: No, it was uh, something like that. It was yeah. It was I don't know. Who yeah, it
1: was, was like kind of like trying to access your your,
0: your manhood, alpha male, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Amber, tell us about camp.
2: Well, I didn't go to sleepaway camp as a kid. But all throughout high school I did. I went By to By the way,
0: you're a kid in high school, just so you know.
2: Okay. I meant So you did.
0: <laughs> it's okay. like a little child. I'm a
2: liar. I'm gonna go. <laughs> um, I had I went to dance camp for dance team, freshman, sophomore, junior years of summer. And then the summer before my senior year I went to theater camp. Oh. I, I broke out and uh I have I have stories to tell about those things. Um, The point of dance camp is to learn choreography, so you have this wealth of knowledge of dances that you can do football games. But so you don't
0: go necessarily with all the people from your dance team. Yes, you do. Do we go as a team? Other people with you? Yeah,
2: it's like it's different schools, Mm -hmm. whole dance teams, and then we compete against each other. Like there's at the camp. Yeah. Okay. And there's definite spirit sticks because it's like it's like this close to being cheerleading camp. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like, we're not cheerleaders, but it's like, could have fooled a lot right, of people. Right, right. It looks very similar. But, um, but yeah, you try to win the spirit stick for like performing the best and having the most spirit. Like you, how have do you
0: show your spirit at dance camp? I would assume it's not just by cheering.
2: Well, they ask you to cheer for your school, like walking to dinner. Uh-huh. Like you just constantly have to be, che- it's,
0: that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like there would be girls there just going out of their minds, <laughs> yeah. getting so excited about cheering for shit and just being
2: like, "Oh my God, yeah, yeah it's cool!" Well, and the first year I went, I was thirteen. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, you have to buy all of these different like workout clothes because mm-hmm. we all match every day. Like your whole team. Like today we wear the teal T-shirts and the black shorts.
0: So it's a fucking scam basically. <laughs> yeah. It is a money-making well, scam just
2: within our team. So each team you could tell who's on what team. Right.
0: No, I understand that, but the camp sets that up so that they can charge more money for the goddamn uniforms. <laughs> right.
2: I guess. <laughs> boy, do I, boy, do I hate humanity. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: We've got spirit. We bought these outfits. Yes, yes, spirit, spirit. And I just
1: imagine Sean standing at a camp. This is a money-making scheme. It is. It's, a, it's
0: basically a pyramid scheme. Um,
2: so there's different levels of dances. Mm-hmm. So that we would be split up within our team to learn as many dances as possible. And then we, the goal was to come back when we were done with camp and teach, teach. the other girls. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's beginning intermediate and advanced. Sure. And I think our, our team captain gave out like the assignments and some people would be like two advanced classes and intermediate and a beginning. I was beginning across the board all three years and it hurt my little ego. Yeah. But, uh, the other thing about being the beginning was the group, beginning.
0: Were the beginning dances easier than the more advanced? So easy, and they were yeah.
2: dumb. Like it was like, why are we learning this? We're never gonna perform this. It was like mm-hmm. step touch, step touch. You put
0: was, your left foot. Yeah, in, Take like, your left foot. Like special out. needs dancing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, you take
1: your left ball out. <laughs> you pull no, your right your ball, ball out. out.
2: <laughs> but the I other only thing went one year. About being the beginning level and like the low man on the totem pole is that. Like the advance would be maybe inside in a basketball court, and then the intermediate might be on like a grass field. We were always just like on some sidewalk, (laughs) (laughs) and and we would all get shin splints. We'd all be sunburned. It was. Were you like the rugged
0: vet that all the young new girls? No, I was always
2: the youngest one.
0: Just Amber smoking cigarettes but and the, going the, like, I've been the <laughs> beginners for three years. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough at first, kid, but you get used you to it. You'll figure out how to take your left foot out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like Some of the best moments were just in the dorm rooms, like eating pizza, like the cliche. Um, just girls hanging out. Yeah. Well,
0: well, girls being uh, girls, girls cigar. I'm curious
1: about like like performance-oriented camps, like theater camp or dance camp. Yeah. Looking back on it now, can you remember the personalities of the kids that you were with, like, did were they a little bit more dramatic and and, and maybe ego-driven because they were... Were they a little um, more dancey? Well, I mean, like, you know, like performers. I, I think I... But little.
2: Yeah. Well, and it was competitive against the other schools. Mm, and right. even within ourselves, because everyone wanted to be in, like, the advance and be like, I could do that dance. Like, right. meh, 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 Right. Um, but I'm going to tell a story that's totally off of what... It has nothing to do with what you just asked me, and I apologize. No, that's what you're supposed to do. Don't listen to his (laughs) questions. Just talk about what you want to talk about. But in those dorm rooms, I uh, established myself in the dance team. The thing about the dance team is like almost every other girl was homecoming queen or prom queen or nominated except me. Yeah. I was friends with very popular pretty girls, but I was clearly the misfit (laughs) who was just like, I'm a late bloomer. Oh, stop it, Amber. No, 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 no. Like, I was and I'm happy about that now because it made me like the weird person I am today but um, they kept making fun of me because I kept spilling food on myself Mm -hmm. at camp Um, so I got like a reputation and so I we were in the dorm room eating pizza and I spilled something on me and everyone's like Amber so I took an entire slice of pizza and I slapped it on my face (laughs) and people for years talked about that
0: (laughs) That might have been the greatest <laughs> moment of your comedic career. The I, love <laughs> I love that.
1: I love that.
5: Embracing it,
0: owning it. it yeah. was like a Buster Keaton film. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just great, mm-hmm. great. Physical comedy. <laughs> How to excel at dance camp. <laughs> <laughs> Dear mom and dad, today I slapped myself in the face with a slice of pizza. <laughs> Honey, look at what's happening to Amber. She, she's at dance camp and she's beating herself with pizza. Why did we pay for this?
5: <laughs> it's a no,
2: scam. <laughs> I told
0: you it was a pyramid scheme. It's also it turns out it's abusive to pizza and her.
3: Did they do pyramids at this camp?
2: They, yeah, I think there's oh, probably some pictures uh-huh. of that. <laughs> what I also, what's weird looking back on it is the counselors. We'd like. Idolized because they were such good dancers and they were so professional. They were probably all twenty-one years old. Mm. Like it, they were children themselves. It's so crazy. It's
0: weird how your perspective on age mm-hmm. changes as you get older. You know, right, guys? Yeah, coming for us all. <laughs> yeah, you're old. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, Kevin.
2: Let's get to the real stuff. Yeah, this is really...
0: It's all been leading up to this. Um, tell us about camp, Kevin.
1: I think there might be a spirit uh, stick involved. In what we're going lot to hear.
5: A um,
4: I,
1: I also
5: had never really gone to a camp as a kid. But then uh, when I started Risk... The, my show, uh, the whole idea is that people share stories that they never thought they'd tell. And it, th- there's a philosophy that kind of started up with the show, that is, go out there, do something that's outside your <laughs> comfort zone, and then come back and share about it. So at the end, I always say, take a risk. So someone comes, this guy named Jefferson, uh, uh, one-name person, Jefferson, <laughs> comes and tells a story at my show about a time he attended an erotic biting workshop and it was very entertaining (laughs) and afterwards i run up and i'm like jefferson where does one attend an erotic biting workshop and he said oh kevin i'm going to this kink camp in about three weeks you should come along kink camp kink camp this (laughs) big big camp (laughs) way out in the middle of nowhere but not too far from dc so i i have told a lot of stories on my podcast about being gay and like crazy stuff that's happened throughout my sexual career. So he's like, come on, Kevin, you you should come to this camp. And I said, well, I don't know anything about BDSM. I don't really know about the kinkier stuff. So he B- said BDSM is bondage Bondage Domination, domination. Bondage discipline, discipline Domination and submission And sadomasochism, sadomasochism. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a whole slew of them <laughs> um, So when I said I don't know how kinky I am To my friend He said Kevin, take a risk so <laughs> Your like, words came back to haunt <laughs> you Indeed, indeed The show was starting like Shape my life <laughs> So I give this camp My credit card information And then the next day I wake up and I'm like, wait, I don't know a thing about this. I should call the guy who runs it to ask some questions. So I call the guy and I'm like, how many gay men attend this camp? And he says, oh, almost none. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) He's like, it's all like straight people and lesbians. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay, I'm definitely going to be outside my comfort zone.
0: (laughs) So wait, you were going to do this... Just for the story.
5: Kind of in the spirit of well, I had also like just been divorced like a year and a half earlier from my husband. We had been together for like ten years. We had an open relationship. Mm -hmm. And I I had always gone to like your plain old gay Gay male orgies.
0: (laughs) Boring. Sure. (laughs) Sure, I know how that is. After a while, you're like, enough is enough, guys. Let's fucking spice it up a little bit. Yes. I know. I had always is done. this what my life is going to be like forever? <laughs> Just orgy after orgy? <laughs>
1: Come oh, on. So, so it's either going to be this hole or <laughs> that hole or maybe that hole.
5: You can, This is a place where we could finally put leashes on right. things. <laughs> How long is Kink Camp? Kink camp, camp is actually like, I mean, if you want, you can go for like a whole week. Yeah, I was going to say it's as actu- long as you want it to be. The camp is in this like actual old Boy Scout camp. And so it's, <laughs> there's lakes and there's like... You know, gliss What are those called? Glacebos. Glistening G- bodies. <laughs> no. Gazebos. 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 It's a glistening but it's gazebo. like pastoral. It's like pastoral <laughs> yeah, it's very area. Very nice. It's right. very and and I have a feeling that no one in. I, I have a feeling that people who live in or in the farms around are like what goes. <laughs> they don't no know what's one? going on yeah. over there. <laughs> I mean, they might have heard rumors, but <laughs> at there's least there's not a lot, not of, a lot of, of gay men over there. <laughs> right, we know that exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so I go to the camp with my friend Jefferson, and I was I was very uncomfortable because – I mean, what I learned – is Jefferson a gay male or is he – He's bisexual. Okay. But see, here's So the, yes and no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing. That's the both worlds. As a gay man, you, like this camp, the spirit of it is up with people. Right. The spirit is accept everybody for what their deal is. There's trans people there. There's all kinds of people there. But as a gay man – you get you get conditioned over the years to, like, you don't want to, like, tap another guy and be like, hey, you want to play. If you're not in an atmosphere where clearly everyone is gay, right? Right, Because right. in those circumstances, you often end up killed. Right. Um, so I just had a very hard time, like, actually approaching anyone, even though a lot of the men were probably bi or willing to, to experiment. I mean, that's the whole nature of the right. weekend. So it was like Fellini. It was just like... Crazy, you know, someone being set on fire over there. <laughs> really? I want. I once That was, is kinky, by oh, the way. Holy That's, shit. I once woke up. I'm, I'm turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be lit on fire. <laughs> there was a guy who had an industrial plumbing, th- like a
0: huge
5: plumbing unit, and he would tie a woman to a table and just fire hose her clips. <laughs> 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 oh my
0: God. He brought this?
5: So that I mean the screams were like Texas chainsaw
1: massacre. Oh you could hear God. the screaming from the clit cleanser <laughs> all throughout the hills. What? It was amazing. Was that like a beginners? Is that like the begin the beginners
0: level? Why do I keep getting put in a beginners? <laughs> I should be in advance by now.
1: I, I, I wanna be little lit on fire. He's like advanced. Enough!
0: My clit is clean! Please!
2: It's so fucking clean. <laughs> and is there like an agenda? Do you wake up and all have breakfast? Right, like <laughs> <I> tell, like <laughs> you know, I tell in the <laughs>
0: beginning, like when you got there,
5: you get to the camp, you drove there. It was funny because when we got there, everyone had said to me, you know, you go to a nudist sort of thing and it's going to be the kinds of people you don't want to see naked. We drive in. There's this woman who looks like young Anna, Ma- Anna Nicole Smith being tied up by a beautiful black model guy onto a pole, right in the like right coming out of the, the parking lot. You know? But like, that's what? like the lawn ornament. Like That's, yeah, what, right. oh, that's what they wow. present. You know? That's the... like their little gnomes. Yeah. Um,
3: the parking lot section.
5: But no, there's lots of workshops on like how to tie ropes, how to throw people on the ground. <laughs>
1: That seems like a
0: quick workshop. Well, I, I, the fascinating
1: thing to me is that because it's a camp, that some of this, as you're describing, was happening outside. Oh yeah, <laughs> because often you would think that these kinds of activities would be in a dark, dank right, basement with somewhere. The right, with like a, a bulb that's half going <laughs> yeah.
5: out. You know? Well, they do. They do have dungeon barns. Right. You know, but okay. so if sure, you sure. wanted to get a
1: little fresh air and have your clit bombarded by a fire hose. You could That's do that. The place exactly.
5: To be. Right. Yeah. And you were asking about they have like four meals a day including a midnight snack. The <laughs> first meal that first Friday night when I got there people could barely eat because there was so much joy in the room. People were just like, Gah! like they were just wow. so happy to be a play in a place were you celebrating where the rules don't apply. Right? Well,
3: you're celebrating Shabbat as well.
5: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was also, <laughs> <laughs> we were all, all also very observant. King of the zinger. <laughs> strikes again. um, So, yeah, so I was overwhelmed, like, oh, I remember there there was one day at camp when I woke up, and I was just getting to know some of my bunk mates, some of my cabin mates. Hello! I mean, some interesting
2: things happened just in the cabin, oh, I would exactly. imagine.
5: I had my little like sound things on playing white noise in my ears so I could take a nap in the, in for the a bunk, moment. In the bunk where
0: you top or bottom. <laughs>
5: Hello! <laughs> so I wake up this one day, I've been totally like out of it because I have to like keep my ears from hearing the click cleansing that <laughs> is never not happening. Oh my god! And I walk out on the porch, and it's a typical camp situation where people are smoking pot and drinking a beer and just chatting about the Rolling Stones or whatever. And this dude is fisting a woman, like right there in the middle of this circle of people that are hanging out on my porch. And everyone's just continuing, you know, to talk, like, oh, yeah, I saw the Steel Wheels tour. Oh my God. God. Oh, my so, God. So I couldn't handle it. I,
1: I just want to remind to everyone it. that I saw a guy's dick when I was in soccer. <laughs> and that blew my mind for 30 mm-hmm. years. I
2: know. I need to add a genital to my story because so, I'm the one out. I'm glad <laughs> we did this
1: order. Imagine the ox story now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so you could just walk out and just things were happening like that all, all the time. over.
5: So I was overwhelmed and... Also, like overwhelmed to the extent of getting major blue balls, and I, I, I'm especially obsessed with Asian men. I have like that's my fetish. Right. Is I'm, I'm crazy about Asian men. There were two there, and I had bro. I approached them both, and they were both very, you know, no, very, very straight. Um. So by the end of it, I was Damn getting, it. I was getting a little bit in a tizzy. Well, they have a wish board there where you can put up. Ah, uh, <laughs> of course I, they do. <laughs> I put up on the wish Um, I guess I am open to the idea of being pegged by a lady, you know, because there was a lot of that. There wow. was a lot. There's a lot of straight guys. And at, pegged, just to be clear. Oh, means fucked by a woman wearing <laughs> a, strap a strap on. Strap on. Okay. Yeah, wearing a charred black dildo <laughs> attached
1: <laughs> to her. That was used earlier by the flaming
5: guy <laughs> right. on fire. And
2: I also right. like the idea that there's like all this madness going on and like your requests are unreasonable. <laughs> like, I just want someone to hug me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking too.
1: What if somebody just put out like making out. Yeah. <laughs> Frenching.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's a big fan of Frenching. That's French. all I ever do. <laughs> so yeah, pegging. I, 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 I've I done that but I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So you put, so, you put that up. Sure.
5: <laughs> so I put that up right, and, at, and literally at midnight on my last night there, this woman walks up to me and she's she 's very, very cute actually she 's very boyish she's she 's kind of like right. she reminds me of a boy, and she 's like, "Hey, are you Kevin?" and she said, "I saw you 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 might be interested in playing with a lady in that way, and she said i 'm strap on Joe." <laughs> oh. on Joe, because everyone has like a scene name, you know, like Joe. like we're in yeah. the Wu Tang time, yeah. right? Uh, the on, on Joe. And I was so excited, not because I mean, it would be like I, I had I had kissed a girl in the fifth grade, and then I was like, nah, I'm moving on. <laughs> right. So at 41, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, let's do this, because I was like, now I'll have my story, you know. Uh, and it was hilarious. It was it was it was, it was vi- there was a lot of laughter. Yeah. It was actually sure. very funny between sure. the two of us. But it was also really fun. Like we had a a great time. Like she she took me there was this big orgy room. Just- and thankfully <laughs> <laughs> just one. And you were like, "Oh no,
0: not this again.
5: I've <laughs> <laughs> been here." Ho <Ho-hum>. ho. <laughs> thankfully, there was a little Back room where there was this this sling this you know like I don't like know leather yes yeah, a yeah. leather sex swing she put me up in that sucker and I was just I like to all town. right let's do this and uh, and it was it was actually a blast and what happened was I joined the Facebook for Kingsters uh, this this site called FetLife in order to go to camp by because- the way they're being sued by
0: MetLife you know
5: that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 it and found out that since the rise of the internet this community is huge like all over the world and people of all genders races blah 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 are very much into these sorts of camp experiences or retreats or whatever, and are very much into the idea of, hey, let's really help each other out with this stuff because it's been underground so long that a lot of people don't know about all the safety and all the mm-hmm. weird psychological things that can happen <laughs> to Flip
3: blaster you. safety.
5: Yeah, I mean, because it, it, <laughs> it, it, the, it, it, so much of it was developed by gay men in, you know, earlier in way back when, you know, uh, but has been so underground and so mentor to mentor. And now it's kind of becoming a more communal sort of thing. It was within the
0: tribe for a while. Yeah. And now it's, you know, I mean, I, I was just talking about this this morning with, <clears throat> with somebody that like the internet has made it so much easier for people who feel like they're weird and different. Absolutely. Like you can find people who are like you, no matter who you are. Yeah. You know? Um, like growing up and feeling like, Oh, I'm, I'm a nerd and I'm weird. That doesn't happen anymore. Right. Kids are fucking comfortable with whatever they think is interesting or you, you know, fun to do because there's lots of other people out there. And when the internet didn't exist, you didn't know that you didn't know there were people out there like you. Absolutely. You know? And what I learned
5: after camp, uh, after camp two, two months later, I get a message from this Chinese kid in New York. Um, and he says, hey, you like Asian guys? I like mature guys. <laughs> 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 we should get together. So I got together with this guy. And this guy showed me like what, how a real, full-out, role-playing, dominating sort of situation would work. Took me like way into the whole blindfolded, tied up, you're <laughs> going to feel like you're helpless right. sort of situation. Um, and this kid is only 25 he's mm-hmm. learned all of this stuff by, on the internet yeah. yeah 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 so that was kind of fascinating
1: it's to almost it's the similar. reverse of amber's dance camp experience <laughs> no I, that thought, the I was younger thinking
4: kids it sounded exactly the older, same ki- no
1: i was gonna say the younger kids have to teach the older well, kids to,
0: to be fair this chinese kid do did slap him in the face <laughs> with a slice of pizza <laughs> <laughs> and he spilled some things on it, You're going to feel probably. like I'm slapping you in the face with a slice of pizza. It's a move I picked up from dance camp. And by the way, I have a lot of spirit. <laughs> I, I,
1: I think the really interesting thing about it being at a camp, and I think this is what, the, what connects all camp experiences together, is that you go away to a place. Yeah. And that, that, is, that time is that bonding time. And then you leave, but you all you all know that you have that experience together,
5: yeah absolutely and th- and right. that and that and p- th- when when you go on fet life after camp, it's just a slew of oh, I can't wait till the next camp, <laughs> remember this, remember that right. yeah, it's yeah still
1: yeah. A, it's almost it is that same kid mentality of like i'm gonna get to go away and not be particularly if you're older than at that point of like not be this person that I have to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: You know what I do, Marty? I sell insurance. (laughs) (laughs) But on the weekends, I get pegged by strap-on Joe.
4: (laughs) (laughs) If you
1: think
0: there are benefits to (laughs) MetLife,
1: let let me tell you about (laughs) FetLife.
2: I I have more questions, and maybe this is boring to anyone else, but, like, are there any, like, (laughs) rules? Like, is there any structure? Like, are there any... Are there counselors? Are there people that are off limits? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are there any boundaries the camp? At the camp, at the camp
5: itself, there are there are rules in the workshops. At like you know, there like there like I took a workshop. I went back to camp just this past weekend. And we did – one of the workshops we did was on orgy etiquette. And I guess more and more people are into this idea that – Can I just
0: say enough with the orgies, please?
5: (laughs) I think more and more people in this community now are into this idea of, okay, if we're going to have an orgy – Everyone should make it publicly known what their STI status is, what what they won't do, and, um, I don't know, maybe a third thing. Their name. (laughs) (laughs) Or their nickname.
2: (laughs) Because, like, I would imagine for it to be successful in the craziness, everyone has to feel really safe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: I feel like you need to set up some sort of boundary in the chaos for that to happen. But Definitely. maybe I'm not. right.
0: Like, I don't want to be on the porch talking <laughs> about the Rolling Stones and all of a sudden I'm getting fisted. I'm like, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Or or th- on I think
5: everyone has, like, as far as just the random, like, what's going on out there outside of workshops and everything, I think everyone just has this knowledge that you talk about things a bit first. Like, if you're if one of the things that a lot of people have to learn about b d s m on the internet is you never just have someone come over you 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 have to like really talk things out first you know right. i mean it so much of it I learned is like improv there's a low status character there's a high status character <laughs> yes, and and it kind of works better if you kind of know things about each other's Energy in the real world before you start going into you know you you develop a group mind together yeah and you do zip taps up up (laughs) up. only it's a lot more (laughs) violent
1: pass the ball (laughs) jizz I'm trying to think jizz jab bop One thing that stuck in my head, you were saying, you know, so people are hanging on this porch and somebody's getting fisted, and then you were saying later that when you did have your experience, you kind of went to a back room. It seems like a big thing of this experience was that, It's people being around and seeing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So is that for you personally? Do you feel you're a slightly more private person in that way? No,
5: no. (laughs) I was more private that first time because I'm used to being public with men. But being with a woman felt so new to me. I didn't know what I might do. So this past time I went back to camp last weekend, sat down at dinner with this guy and he started talking about how he is a big writer on the arts for like big publications in New York. And I was so impressed. We're talking about, you know, theater, opera, blah, 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 blah. And then he started telling me that he's been studying whips for 15 years. Now, this guy is like, I mean, five times my size, huge guy. So I wasn't at all physically attracted to him. But there's something about this guy's like kindness and intelligence and like clearly he knows his stuff. So I said, sir, I would like to be whipped by you. (laughs) And he said, all right, meet me at 10 in the dungeon. So there's a Uh, (laughs) storytelling. I'm gonna gonna finish my brownie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I think. And brownie was a black guy that he was fisting. And in the dungeon. Let me put that in my iPhone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can you make an event on Facebook? <laughs> yeah.
5: So it, there was a storytelling show that night. Um, because that's another thing. Like People are way into like sharing their experiences. So I did this storytelling show, and it was the first time in my life where I'm like, oh, I have to run after the show. <laughs> Not to get across town, <laughs> but to, <laughs> to get, get to whipped. the dungeon. Yeah, to they get, get whipped. whipped. <laughs> but it was... That that was a very public thing, you know? Like, I had to strip naked in the middle of this dungeon, get, uh, you know, onto these chains, and he's behind me, and he does, like, a half hour of a very psychological journey with me. Like, it starts off with, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just this whipping like and he's like, That is going like half an inch from your skin right now and I'm like, Yeah wow. and then he starts cracking it like to like six inches from my ears, you know, just to oh freak me God. out. And then he gets in front of me, he's like, You know, I I can hit you in the balls with this and he starts like doing it like an inch from my balls and I showed him with my face. I was like <laughs> no. that 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 that
1: must discontinue.
0: <laughs> well, I was about to
1: say it was not in his mouth. It was not in the mouth.
5: Well, but wow, when he wow. finally but when he finally went into the real whipping on my back, um it was amazing because I was hearing myself making these noises that I wasn't at all in control of. I was hearing these huge animal noises going out to everyone in this big dungeon and I'm like, "What?" that's me you
1: know what I so mean so there were other so, there were other people in that dungeon yeah
5: and there was this guy
0: standing there a guy that I had played it's with. an the actual l- dungeon the king had some people there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's like an old guy with a beard and <laughs> manacles <laughs>
5: Oh, and there are actually a lot of nerds there, too. There's a lot of people who are like, I'm Sexy Gandalf or, you know, Doctor right, right. Who. I'm the
0: legitimate heir to the throne. <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom is mine by right. I'm the man upon whom the story the man in the iron mask was based.
3: <laughs> I am Strap-on-Joe I. <laughs>
5: so that's cool so you, but I'm sorry,
1: you were, yeah you were, you were, were finished saying, you were saying there was a guy that you had there was this guy i had with played a with a little right. bit
5: that weekend too who was like totally smiling to see the expression on my face when i was being whipped and the the whipping guy came up behind me and he said see that expression on his face he is loving seeing you loving this and he said that's compersion and i didn't completely i was too way out of my mind to know what he was talking about but i did look it up on wikipedia it's compersion is deriving happiness from seeing a romantic or sexual partner of yours derive happiness from someone else so it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a polyamorous right. idea right. yeah yeah yeah
1: right. did did it leave marks
5: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, got, I broke, got stripes. The, I got stripes. Sk-
1: Does he break the skin or is uh, it a, just a, like a...
5: A bit. A bit. Right. I mean, I had red welts. Welts. Yeah. And right. then and then you take pictures of them and put them on FetLife. <laughs> like, look, I got my stripes. <laughs> 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 like, 57 likes.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, this seems like a good place to take a break. So we will do that. And we will be back in a moment with a segment on the show that we like to call
2: parting
4: shots Thank right <laughs> Jimmy yes okay. parting shots holding god holding god
0: We are back. It is a long shot. It is a segment on the show that we like to call parting shots. Hopefully, when Joe does his parting shot, he will say, "This my is parting my parting shot." Is, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start today with Jamie. Um. So I have a crush on a girl. Uh oh. No, Whoa, Frenchy on the horizon. No, I didn't. I didn't
3: <laughs> think of it. The anything. French are
0: on the horizon. Huh?
3: <laughs> no, there's nothing like that. Um. Um. Kevin, I'll come back. Do you have any words of advice
5: <laughs> on your sex life? <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't boy, even. Oh boy,
3: I wasn't even um, going there. But sure. <laughs> it's like a, Based on what he knows about your sex life, <laughs> which is I would describe as a very occasional French. <laughs>
5: I would just say, maybe try Frenching a lot rougher. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> try some rough Frenching. <laughs> All right. And heavier petting.
4: <laughs>
3: um, and what about advice, um, just on a general level, um, a word of wisdom, a nugget of truth that helps you get through every day?
5: Well, you know, like, like one of the things that I've been talking about a lot lately, because my show Risk is like, we're about to go into our fourth year. And I really felt like it turned my life around because I had spent so many years thinking, oh, I'm one kind of comedian. I'm just a sketch comedian. And I had been so afraid of getting up on stage and trying different kinds of stuff. And it was when I finally... Dropped the act and started telling true stories that I found, oh, I don't have to be totally funny all the time. I can venture into this kind of part of my personality. And I think that that a lot of comedians forget that you should try a little. It's good to have a main focus, but it's also good to try a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and to keep just, you know, dabbling in stuff to keep yourself really flexible because you don't know what possibilities might open.
0: I've been trying ventriloquism lately. Yeah, <laughs> it's going
5: pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> that was on Katney. <laughs> I could have sworn that was Amber. Just so you guys
2: know, he he had his hand going <laughs> right. for some reason.
0: <laughs> he had his
2: mouth covered
0: well, by with by one way, hand. By the way, you know that uh, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy were huge radio stars.
2: That's right. In the for years and years. Yeah, and, that's years. Right. Yeah. and yeah. he was a ventri-
0: He did ventriloquism <laughs> on the radio and became a national. national. (laughs) National sensation. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's go next to Amber.
2: All right. My parting shot, uh, the last episode, yes, I talked about my mom's book, uh, Moonchild, A Celebration of Your... Monarchy. Period. Yes. And um, I just need to put an addendum, because I talked about my feelings of being embarrassed of my face being on the cover and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I do have to say, it is also a really good book, and I don't think I ever mentioned that.
1: Oh, it's awesome. No, how how is it rated on Amazon? Because it is
0: available. I don't on know Amazon
2: if it has account, any right? any rating. I
0: don't think it does. It's being linked constantly by fans of our show <laughs> right now. Everybody's like, but, you got to check out the book just, on Amazon. I
2: just wanted to put out there, like I didn't want it just to be a punchline. It's also she did a good job. with the I think book. it's
1: going to start. I want to fill in Kevin. She uh, Amber Grim on a commune. Her mother at, at some point wrote a book on. Uh, uh, menstruation, a woman's monarchy. the first time a woman, a girl, has her menstrual period—and and Amber's face is on the cover, <laughs> along with her mom. Like, at how old were you? Like
2: eight or eight. nine. And it's just like Amber
1: <laughs> smiling and her mother, and it's so cute. And the book is about yeah. when blood comes out of your
0: vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into monarchy. I believe we should be ruled by a bicameral legislature. Just piling on my joke so last week.
2: Shout out to my mom. Yeah. She's no, solid. Great. And I hope,
0: hopefully, some people buy the book because yeah, they hear absolutely. it on this, on this show. Um, okay, I'll go next. Um, Alex, our intern, uh, who also happens to be my drug dealer, is showing pictures to Kevin now of, uh, of Amber's mother's books. Uh, all right. Um, so I have something related to the last episode as well, which is that I am, as of today, officially retiring 75 cents to Jamie. Oh. It's all over. No more. No more. 70. <laughs> I now love that,
4: that you're just clapping.
0: Up now, me. That we have, <laughs> now that we have a star named after us, oh. I feel like it's, it's have okay. Have we gone or, through our shit? Yes. It's Five okay seasons? to retire the bit.
2: Let's start a new feud. So, season six,
0: episode one. <laughs> me
2: and Joe are gonna go at it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that book
1: sucks. So, <laughs> so it didn't that's teach over. me anything about periods. Uh, <laughs> Joe, parting shot. Uh, oh, I, that just reminded me. I thought I I'd like to give props to Jamie real quick. I thought that was really cool. the 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 naming the star. I agree. I think that's a cool legacy.
0: Longshoticus podcastica. <laughs> that's
1: right. It's out there in the universe. Um, find find it. And it's good. That, <laughs> it's good that find
4: you're it.
0: here for the retiring of the seventy five cents bit. because oh, yeah. you were the you Correct. were the catalyst. C- thank you. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you're
2: welcome, Sean. Yes. <laughs> um, I was like fulcrum. Shot. No. Uh,
1: parting shot. Uh, I t- uh, I was a- also on the cover of a book. This is your parting shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How are we supposed to know? You have to uh, tell us. A, it was called malarkey. <laughs> You're so. And <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> parting shot. Well, I'm going to pretend Jamie asked me for uh, some uh. nugget of wisdom or truth. <laughs> That's my cop Damn out. Uh, I don't parting shot. I really was. I was racking my brain, but. Um, are you twisted? <laughs> How twisted are you? Joe
0: Wagner's Parting Shot
5: sponsored by not, Half and Half Twisted I'm Tea. Twisted. <laughs> um, the come taste my, of an
0: Arnold Palmer with the to my, kick of a <laughs> shitty malt liquor beverage. Come to my
1: uh, kink camp. I'll pour twisted tea on your clit until you make animal noises. you are noises. clit whisperer. Are you not? By the way, were there any like kinks
3: fans I that were like, really disappointed? Clit what's that any like kinks fan that's, that came and I'm like whoa
1: i thought this was i wanted be... to hear
0: waterloo sunset <laughs> <laughs> hello la
1: uh my parting shot oh jeez. i don't know i now i all i can think of is just like genuinely being happy to be here and i just love this show so much so gotcha. anytime i anytime I, I get to to participate it's it's great and uh at Brother Wags on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I think... And by the way, you, you favorited a tweet of mine. Oh, yeah. I think like a month ago or something. What was that? Uh, I don't even remember what it was, but I noticed that you had uh, favorited it, started because... Oh, okay. This is my part... You know what? This is my parting shot. We got there! <laughs> so, here we are. It's a little bit of ass-kissing, a little bit of, of smoke-blowing, but I... I was a huge fan of the state oh uh-huh. and and I, when I saw that you started that, I was like, Oh wow, that was that, it meant a lot to me because i i was I did sketch comedy in college and and my buddies were all kind of around the same age as you guys when you were in New York and uh, and getting your show and i I just followed the whole progression of you guys and uh, and you guys were just such an inspiration to me and my buddies. And uh, so I, it's, just, it's just a real treat for to meet you and, and to be here today. Because the stuff that you did is just... And I think it's, it's still great to watch and it holds up. and Oh, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. That is great to hear. That's yeah. an honor. Did you ever have a black dildo in the trunk of your car? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm sure did. <laughs> uh, I was the one who was in charge of the uh, pig's head. We could never do the pig's head sketch on MTV because uh, it was too vile. Right, right. Uh, but uh, there was a sketch we used to do called Medication where people are sitting around a table like this someone says oh I've forgotten my medita- med- medication and eventually things just get so crazy because you realize oh. you're in his head <laughs> <laughs> right. and things just get you know like eh, well, like we're do- like 11 people are doing everything they can all around the stage <laughs> right. and at one point someone comes out with a severed pig's head and I was always the guy who had to go down to the, to the butcher, to the butcher <laughs> and get it and then I remember what I would do after the show was find like whoever had the yuppiest car in the <laughs> neighborhood and just put the head like behind the back wheel of their car <laughs> so that they're backing up like, what was oh that my oh my god that
0: is horrifying <laughs> oh it's that explains years of trauma for me <laughs> when i backed over that pig's head um all right well kevin parting shot uh, well, I
5: was telling you guys when I first got here that my uh, producer is telling me stop talking about BDSM so much <laughs> on other people's podcasts. Yeah. So I guess I would just like to invite people to uh, uh, listen to Risk first of all, and then if you have any ideas of what I should, what parts of life I should explore next, <laughs> <laughs> what other horrible outside my comfort zone thing I should try, I'm all ears. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm at the Kevin Allison. Awesome.
0: At the Kevin
2: You're Allison. You're living your life like a choose your own adventure. Song.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sort of like George Plimpton or like one of those. Yeah, there you go. Right. Uh, risk show.com, not risk show.com. <laughs> uh, check out Kevin's podcast. This has been The Long Shot. Kevin, thank you for being yeah, here. Thank you. Thank that awesome. you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time on The Long Shot at brother wax <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks buddy for
1: Four episodes,
3: episodes both past and future, and future join, join us, online us online at www.thelongshotpodcast.com, www.thelongshotpodcast.com.
4: No.